Hi, I'm Mike Phil. I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Generic Ad. Join us every Wednesday as we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the film, maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. You never know, you might find your own forgotten gem. Forgotten Cinema is available wherever you get your podcasts or at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com as we are a proud part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. I swear I talk more in the episodes. Hello and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I am your co-host, Andrew Morgan. With me, as always, are my own little cocaine cubs, Shane Beauregard. <laughs> What's up? And Chris Frodel. I'm so excited, guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse Spano. Wasn't that uh, caffeine pills? <laughs> yep. No? Yeah. Close enough. Same thing. Same thing, man. Same, Same thing. thing. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Exactly. Um, no better time to cover this movie as large sheets of white powder will be falling from the sky here in New England momentarily, but more of the snowfall variety, we hope, instead of bricks and bricks of cocaine, uh, which will we will cover in this review of the number two movie. That's right. Number two movie at the box office over the weekend, only losing to a Marvel movie in its second week by $9 million domestically. I, of course, am talking about Cocaine Bear, uh, the new movie from director Elizabeth Banks, starring Carrie Russell, Alden Ehrenreich, O'Shea Jackson, Isaiah Whitlock, Marco Martindale, Scott Seitz, Matthew Reese in a very fun, small role in the beginning. And, of course, the last movie from the recently deceased star Ray Liotta. This movie was an experience for me. I'm curious to know your guys' experience at the movie theater uh, because, for me, A, it was packed, uh, you know, and every showing that I looked for to try to get tickets, it was pretty well packed. Um, they didn't have, like, you know, it's not like a Marvel movie where, like, they have multiple showings playing around the same time. It was kind of, you know, still just one or two houses, nothing too crazy, but it was packed up. And it was um, ruckus filled with like younger crowd with people clearly bent a little bit. And I know that how bent they were by the fact that somebody vomited as I exited the theater uh, the night I went to go see it. Um, Lovely. Yeah. So uh, what was your guys experience? Shane, I'll start with you. When did you see it? And was it like similar to that? Was it packed out? Any of that? Here's the thing. I went to the opening day show Thursday, but I went to the five o'clock show, Jealous. which is, yeah, <laughs> which is normally two hours earlier than they would, you know, the first show is usually seven o'clock on a Thursday. Yeah. So I was expecting like nobody in the theater, you know, for Thursday, five o'clock. Much to my surprise, it was about half full and I was yeah. shocked. Yeah. And as we're, as we're watching this thing, you could just feel the energy in the theater there was like laughter. There were some comments like you're watching a horror movie almost. There's laughter. I mean, it yeah. just was a. It is a horror movie, was, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone's having a good time, you know? So when the credits rolled, I just, curiosity got me because I kind of sit not in the front, but more towards the front than the back. Yeah. I kind of got up and looked around. And I would honestly say the demographic for this show was like, 
50 to 70 years old. Wow. Old people in this movie having a good time. No Hmm. young people were really in this movie at at watching it. There was like my age, a couple 30 year olds, but mainly like just older and older demographic, which really surprised me with this movie. Well, I mean, you got two things going towards that way. It's based on, you know, inspired by at least a true event from 1985. So, you know, some people are like, I remember that story <laughs> and then went to go see the movie thinking, uh, you know, it was going to be this true to life event or something maybe. But that, you know, 1985, we're talking, you know, 37, 38 years ago. Um, so that's that's insane to think about. So if you're 50, you're like, oh, as a teenager, I heard about the cocaine bear or whatever. You know, Pablo Escobar, as I've seen it listed <laughs> uh, in different places. So there's that. And then also, man, just have a good ass time. You know, this right. is a no no thinking type of movie. And it's funny. Um, you're familiar with Scott Sice, who was the ambulance uh responder with the mustache, the younger guy. Yeah. So he he has like a kind of a, a presence on TikTok, you know, and all the like Instagram, all those with the reels and everything. And yeah. he was the guy who did like the you know, he would give like the real response to like say customers in a retail store who are like looking for something, given attitude, and then he gives it right back. So like he has all these little videos that you know he uses this like doom music with. It's very fun. And I saw today that he had one of those videos, but he was talking about Cocaine Bear because obviously he's in it. And he was like, "Here's here's five things you need to know before you go see Cocaine Bear. And then the music comes on and he goes, you don't need to know shit before you go see Cocaine Bear. You need to know that cocaine existed and that bears exist. And just fucking go see it. This You didn't have to read a comic book from 1978. You didn't have to, you know, you didn't see Cocaine Bear in the stinger from the movie before. He's <laughs> like, you just have to go and know that this is going to be a good-ass time. So I liked that he used, like, kind of his usual thing to promote the movie, too. And the promotion is actually one of the best things about this whole experience, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Chris, how was your viewing experience? Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's it's interesting because when Melanie and I went to see it— uh, You went on the we Sabbath, we were gonna- right? Yeah, we went yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a recording, uh, we went on a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we had gone first showing at one o'clock. And when we went into the theater, we were the only ones in there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, we have the whole theater to ourselves. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but then slowly people start trickling in. Uh, the first couple that came in were two older women who I, I wasn't sure if they were in the right theater. Because one of them said, what's this cocaine bear about? Oh, boy. And the other one was like, (laughs) well, uh, Maureen told me about it, and she wanted to see it. That was their basis of going to it. I'm like, so you heard from another person to go to a movie that that person's not that. Hilarious. And you have no idea what this is about. We were at the PTA meeting, and they were all just talking about this cocaine bear. (laughs) and we were like i know uh, Smokey the bear so it can't be too far off (laughs) he uh he makes an appearance in this um he does so uh you know i thought that was going to be our only company uh throughout the whole movie but then people started trickling in and it was an older crowd it was maybe a couple of uh younger people 
it wasn't a packed house, Mm -hmm. but there was a good amount of people. Yeah. Um, And on your end, Andrew, uh, I think Melanie and I were the loudest ones in the theater. We were the most responsive Mm -hmm. to what was going on on screen. And we were like, are we the only ones that are reacting? Right. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, it was, we were just being goofy selves, you know, watching a movie that, you know, is about a bear on cocaine. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know, we kind of like jumped right in a little bit. The plot of this movie, if you're unfamiliar and you're just kind of checking in, I mean, we'll probably get very spoilery pretty quick. So, you know, if you haven't seen it, I recommend you go see it and come back and then listen to what we're going to say on the movie. The movie's about an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converging on a Georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. Uh, Like we said before, it's inspired in part by a true event in 1985 when a corrupt Kentucky cop and lawyer-turned-drug-smuggler Andrew Thornton flew in a smuggling run dumping packages of cocaine over Georgia uh, before attempting to escape with nearly... 80 pounds of it strapped to his body. However, the parachute malfunction, as you see all this in the opening scenes in the movie with Matthew Reese, wild selection to get Matthew Reese to just be this guy (laughs) to just jump out of an airplane strapped full of cocaine. But yeah, it ends up obviously all over this forest. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, you know, in real life, uh, the black bear who, overdose most likely within minutes uh died of like a cerebral hemorrhage and respiratory and heart failure and ate 20 million dollars worth of cocaine um and right now if anyone wants to go on a road trip the real cocaine bear which has been referred to in a joking manner as pablo escobar is on display in lexington kentucky at the kentucky for kentucky fun mall saying that it was previously owned by waylon jennings I find that to be hilarious. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to go check out the real, you know, cocaine bear, go for a road trip, you know, only into the middle of the country, you know, that's that's fine by me. I've been to Kentucky before. Could be a good old time. But let's get into the movie, guys. Well, I'll go back to Shane here. This is more of a Shane movie. And we've talked about this for weeks, saying that this was more in line with the, the Shane repertoire, you know. And in fact, all of Dumpuary seems to be very much like, we're going to release this movie. Let's see what Shane thinks. Because, you know, uh, Universal alone uh, released Cocaine Bear. It released Megan, Violent Night, all within like this short span. uh, All these like wildly violent movies, you know, premise heavy, kind of, you know, this B-movie type feel. And yet they were wildly successful. And obviously we went over the box office. So Shane, as this is geared directly towards you, what do you think of the movie, bud? Um, uh, I'll just say my pants were tight throughout the entire movie. Boom. <laughs> okay. Like just right in my wheelhouse, this movie is, as you guys know. And keep pumping them out and dump you wary. And any month you want to call it, I'm eating this shit with a spoon. Like this movie, <laughs> again, we alluded to it was so much fun. It was a good time. And what I think makes these kind of movies work, well, especially this movie, but we'll get into some other B-movies, is the cast. It has a pretty good cast Yeah, that, that gets attached to these movies. And I'll say Elizabeth Banks knew what movie she was working with, and she leaned into it. 
just enough. And I thought they played to the strengths of this type of movie. It was <laughs> so much fun. Like it was a good time. And I would tell some people at work and some people I know who remain nameless, I'll tell them, Hey, I'm going to go see cocaine bear. And they'd be like, Oh, that looks like the stupidest movie I've ever seen. And my natural response was like, we are the stupidest person I've ever known. But no, <laughs> in all seriousness, it's like, just, just give your chance, give yourself a chance to just go and check it out and have a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just go. And I think you will. And the runtime was perfect. It was an hour and a half long. I loved pretty much every storyline except for the um, Han Solo character. I didn't care much for mm. him in this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought the I thought the kids were great. I thought when they were yeah. trying to coke when they were trying to coke, <laughs> trying to coke at the beginning <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. and that little uh, at the end the little line the kid had the kid said about having to go to rehab you know stuff like that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just I thought it was great and yes it does have some violent parts in it but I didn't think it was over the top violent I really didn't. Mm. So overall, I had a good. Yeah, you saw some limbs and stuff, but again, it, to me, it was like mm. more cartoony than it was like a horror film kind of slasher film. You know what I mean? Sure. Almost like a almost like a Tarantino kind of violence, like it's goofy over the top because you know you're going to get that in this type of movie. Yeah, so, except obviously with a CGI bear at times, right. like it really, you know, it took me out a little bit. I understand they can't really fully do the bear experience without it the way they right. did it, but. At the same time, sometimes it really made me wish for like there was that movie, that horror movie Grizzly from the eighties that like you know yeah. were, were a similar vibe except not like funny. It was just more schlocky B, you know, low grade movie. But you know, at least it was a real bear, so right. it's it's different. But I understand yeah. nowadays this is what you're gonna get. Yeah, but I thought Carrie Russell was great. I liked Ray Liotta when he finally entered the frame. I guess it's not spoilers, but I like the part, the part where the sheriff or the cops on the roof of the, the gazebo and the bear like falls asleep and falls yeah. on a particular person and uh-huh. he's stuck under there. Uh-huh. I, I loved the whole damn thing, even the end. So, yeah, it was a great time. It's something I needed at the moment. Like after like we went through a stretch of like just crap movies and trying to find stuff to go see in the theater. This hit every note and just filled my heart with joy and made my pants nice and tight. So good on you, Elizabeth Banks. All right, Chris, where did you land with Cocaine Bear? Bricks uh, heavy? I, You know what? I, 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 uh, how do you're, I put you're this? You're in a safe place, Chris. You're in a safe place. I know. We're going to uh, have a dare meeting I, after this. <laughs> when I first saw this uh, trailer, I was just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And uh, I knew of the uh, original story, uh, the story, the real story uh, that it's based on, that I'm just like, how are they going to stretch this moment of time into an hour and a half movie? Yeah. But uh, I eat my words because they did it. <laughs> and I'm not really high on Elizabeth Banks's uh, uh, directorial efforts. No. Nah. Uh, you know, she's she's hit or miss with me. Uh, I like, you know, the pitch perfects. Yeah. Uh, in some way or form. But um, the walk of shame, I thought, was real wasted movie watching experience but cocaine bear uh, all you need to know is the title and if you if you are for that that premise then this is the movie for you like shane said we had a series of movies that we're scrambling for it's like oh what are we gonna watch oh we gotta watch this or oh we have interest in this but then it turns out to be you know crap right this was a nice palate cleanser, and yeah, it had me 
laughing, cringing, uh, you know, talk about limbs. Every time, you know, I saw like a flop of a limb, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I just I tightened in my seat. I was just like, oh, my God. But uh, we laughed at parts. We were, you know, shocked at some of the uh, scenes. Like I said, we're the only ones reacting. Yeah. Uh, the theater otherwise seemed quiet. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was it was just good fun. And, and I I regret nothing. Uh, I'm I'm glad I went to see it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. But uh, again, I'm not sure if uh, we want to see sequels. But we'll get into I can't that. See where they in would a while. No. in that scenario. Yeah. Even though the writer says, "Oh, I have a couple ideas." Now, please they keep them to do. yourself. This was <laughs> yeah. a one-off. You're good. Yeah, I don't see that. I guess I'll be me. Uh, I went in, you guys, we, we talked about it. We previewed the movie. We've done the whole thing. You know, I was on board, uh, to see this movie. I was like, yes, let's do it. I will snort in the theater. I will do the whole thing. Just bring it in. Let's go. And you know, the movie starts with Jane playing, which is the same, uh, you know, common refrain song they used in wet, hot American summer, which is also an Elizabeth Banks movie. One of her first, uh, feature length movies so that's awesome i love that parallel i love that they brought in the uh uh <laughs> the drug commercials from the 80s in there to kind of tie into what was going on and use that kind of footage from the 80s of like the news footage and everything else and really brought you in with that um i thought this movie was a bit too i didn't think it was as funny as i was gonna hope it was for uh, gonna be and like there are some scenes that I think are amazing like uh, I will say my favorite one Shane said one of the like the kids in the beginning with the the drugs and stuff was funny very funny but like my favorite is the whole ambulance thing arriving and then all the way to the face plant um, at, at the end of it that whole sequence I was like this is what the movie should be this is incredible I was all the way in but then there's like an hour and 15 minutes of the rest of the movie. And I think they just had too many characters. Like it just had way too much going on. I, I did enjoy the, like you said, Shane, too. I enjoyed the Isaiah Whitlock on the roof thing, that whole exchange uh, going on there. So, but there's like uh, the the stuff with uh, Ray Liotta and his son and that whole thing and like dealing with grief and him being a widow and this the son slash grandsons like no you know just left somewhere in st louis somewhere like that whole thing um the, a lot of the the actual drug operation stuff wasn't it didn't know what to do it didn't know how hard to go it kind of just was there and like was just used when it needed to be um but you know, the bear looked pretty good most of the time for being, again, a CGI thing. You could tell I like that they used, like, you know, the whole, like, an actor, you know, with the apparatus, you know, like the, the ping pong balls attached or what have you. From what I, I saw, like, a little featurette, they had, the guy actually had, his eyes were exposed, but he had an actual snout and everything as part of his suit so they knew kind of like where to go with the bear and what to do so and he's on top of that like when uh you know he slammed on top of somebody with the on the door 
That's him in his face. Can you imagine another human being with a mm. snout on their face on you and you're supposed to be in fear as opposed to laughing your ass off? That's amazing. But Was to it me, played by I, Sean Gunn? No, no. That would be even better uh, to me. But, yeah, I, you know, it, it's a movie that uh, I went in high hopes. I was like, this is going to be great. And I thought it was fine. Uh, and I had uh, a good enough time. Um, but, you know, it's it's not like as bad as or as thin, which is weird to say about Snakes on a Plane. I thought actually this had too much going on. I think Carrie Russell and the kids and everything like that was great. Like, keep keep doing that. Keep it streamlined. But I think they just kept adding and adding and adding trying to pad for time and for jokes and other things. And I think it just kind of lost itself to where the the ending you're sitting there with a series of characters and you're not exactly rooting or knowing which way to go. So it just kind of ends. So it, it, it didn't have like a strong through line, but again, there was enough entertainment that kept me going through the movie, but it just wasn't as good as I hoped. But, you know, I still would say, like, yeah, go. Have a good time. Do what you guys did. Do what we all did and went to go see this movie. It already is a success. Yeah, I didn't mind the Ray Liotta background stuff. And I think they put that in there. Again, I didn't like all the Han Solo emotional baggage kind of stuff. I, I understand why they may have done that because he wants to set – he doesn't want his father's life. He doesn't want to do that stuff anymore. He has a good heart. And I think they put that stuff in there because they're really fumbling second-rate drug dealers. And I think that's what highlighted those characters. Yeah. Except for maybe the O'Shea Jackson character, which I may say, and I don't mean to like pile on to a guy, but talk about piling on. Do you guys notice he's he's uh he's piling on the LBs, he's man? Big. Like, hey man, he, yeah, he's getting a little big. Is all I'm saying. But COVID was tough on as, all of us, Shane. Come on. Yeah, I know. I didn't mind it as much <laughs> as I think you did, except for the Han Solo backstory. I'm like, uh, we didn't need all that, but I didn't mind. I didn't really didn't mind the other stuff because you knew they were gonna like. Carrie Russell's group at the end was going to cross paths with the with the drug dealers and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I guess I didn't mind it as much as you. There was uh, the tough part is that especially and Chris will be able to acknowledge at least in some way the trailer had all the funny stuff like or most of the funny stuff. So like I wish yeah. that I didn't. See, I wish they kind of just knew the audience to be like the movie's called Cocaine Bear go see cocaine like that they didn't need to do this big package trailer which of course they all do so i'm not blaming them they won right like they got you know what 23 million dollars this weekend they got people in the seats and people are still going to go especially on word of mouth and everything else so they succeeded but to me i think the hype the great marketing everything that worked for them worked a little against me in the movie because the movie didn't live up to how good that stuff was a little bit chris would you say any of that or at least like are you gonna just go you know at least with me on the don't watch trailers that's why i don't watch trailers thing well you have to (laughs) i i really wish it it was as simple as you know just hear the title and go see the movie that's it yeah but especially when it's theaters are was it gonna be tough yeah yeah but uh you know yeah don't show a a padded out trailer as you did. Don't show the ambulance thing, even though the end result uh, was hidden until you actually saw what was going on. Right. But you see the bear leap in there. What else is going to happen? Yeah. But actually getting back to, as Shane says, uh, Han Solo, um, (laughs) I will go as far as to say Alden 
uh, I swear to God, I thought it was either Emile Hirsch or <laughs> it was Jack Quaid. I, I never saw him as Alden. Mm. I'm like, who is that guy? Like, I, I was oblivious to it. Yeah. But yeah, with everyone involved in it, you have really no clue other than uh, Margot Martindale uh, and Carrie Russell. Right. Th- which, those are the know, only like go to names. Yeah. Margot Martindale is just a character actress that's been around yeah. forever. Like never like a prominent star. Like Carrie Russell is probably the person that you go. Oh, I know her. Like versus anybody else. Like uh, uh, I had to tell her about Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I had to tell Melanie that I was like, oh, that's Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Was, I go, even he looked a little heavier. Sure. In that. Maybe it was. The I think on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just like, and as soon as he started talking, she's like, oh, that is him. Yeah. But other than that, I'm just like, who are these people? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but again, star-studded enough. And especially, like, oh, you yeah, put Elizabeth us. Banks out there for interviews. She's a bigger star than anybody else. I'm surprised she wasn't, like, a small role just to be like, come see my movie. I'm also in it for a hot minute like people do that a lot when your actors turn directors all the time when you're bigger than the movie to an extent um but at least she was front and center marketing this thing again they they killed it with the marketing like everything was great the memes are great um i don't know if we mentioned on the podcast but i know we did on pine of comics (laughs) that i saw people were bringing uh cocaine bear snacks where it was gummy bears with like confection sugar on it it was amazing amazing i loved everything about the experience of this movie the the thought of seeing this movie i loved all of that just a little bit more than watching the movie so you know am i gonna maybe watch again if it's just on streaming or something have on the back i might you know this is a it should be a rewatchable movie you know but i i wonder because we'll we'll get into this a little bit uh you know shane i'll ask you because we were talking about a little off air so we we talked about the the similar movies to this i mentioned snakes on a plane uh i'm you know which at least has like a hook of a Samuel L. Jackson catch uh, catchphrase that like lived on. I think of movies like Lake Placid, where I can just see in my uh, you know mind's eye Betty White getting fucking dragged by a, you know a, a monster from the lake. And you know you you had mentioned some other ones. Is there like a signature scene in this thing that you just go, "That's what I took away from Cocaine Bear"? Oh, that's a good question. A singular scene. Uh, like something um, when you're like, I close my eyes when I think of Cocaine Bear. What do you What do you see? I see the uh, I see two scenes, but I see the ambulance scene uh, for like you said. That's like the, the scene. Bear I, in the I, air. I, yeah, the bear in the air going into the back of the the ambulance. Uh, that's what I. That's probably the most memorable scene for me. But again, I, I also think the bear just falling flat onto uh, yeah, and laying there on top of the guy. Yeah. Those are the two scenes that stick out. But yeah. yeah, the bear launching himself and just running 50 miles an hour after the ambulance. That was like it for me. Yeah. And I agree. Uh, those are the things for me too. But I I think it's for everybody. It's like the same like two or three scenes. And that's what I'm saying. I wish it just had a little bit more or a little bit more consistency in the laughs and some other things. So, Chris, of these other yep. movies, where would you rank Cocaine Bear? Are you uh, more of a fan of like we were talking about? Piranha 3D or Lake Placid yep. or Snakes on the Planet or, or if there's any other movies you could think of, where does this one rank for you? 
I, I would say, well, it's not as funny, <laughs> but uh, I, I thought of Crawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a movie, again, I had very little faith in. Right. Uh, but I kept on hearing from like Shane from everyone else saying, you got to go see this. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's great. You, you'll, you'll love it, whatever. And I'm like, I, I usually push off on that. I'm just like, don't, don't tell me that it's the greatest thing. Then when I see it, you know, and it doesn't live up to that hype, then, you know, screw you. But yeah. uh, <laughs> crawl was one of those where it's just like, this is a goofy premise. You know, you're getting chased by alligators. Ooh, it's during a hurricane. Ooh. Right. And I'm just like, holy crap, I was on the edge of my seat. Right. You know, are they going to survive? Are they going to get more limbs bit? You know? Yeah. It was, I I would say that's probably comparable. It's not as goofy as, say, Piranha 3D. Mm -hmm. Piranha 3D was a fun ride in another way. That was just like gross out, you know, uh, exploitive. Uh, it was, uh, going to, you know, shock you in, in certain ways. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I would say it leans more towards crawl than piranha, but it's, it's right up there with those. In both those movies directed by Alexander. Yeah. 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 Crawl and piranha. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That was unintentional, but yes. And this is the interesting thing. So Elizabeth Banks, we kind of like covered a little bit. I, I don't love her direction either i think the charlie's angels thing didn't really work and like you said the pitch perfect thing is maybe more her suit which is why i was interested in this movie like where i thought it would have been funnier because that's more her strong suit you would hope that it would have lent more to that but i think it took itself just to like it it had an odd tone to me where it wasn't all the way funny it wanted to kind of be true to the like time period slash you know the 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 realism of the bear and some other things that they talked about i saw in interviews but it also i think in a different person's hands that would have just been one or the other like either more ultra violent and more over the top or more serious to where they treated it like oh my god look at this crazy shit I thought it was kind of halfway in between, and that's why I thought it was a little too meandering, a little too uneven for me to just like lock in all the way and have fun. But what what do we think about uh, Elizabeth Banks now? Like, are we hired? Do you want her to do more stuff like this? Do you think this was a? I mean, it's a brilliant idea. She got the pitch done, and everything is great. I just wonder, you know, because I'm less on the execution, so I'm probably on an island a little bit here. But Shane, I think. Did you mention you actually liked the Charlie's Angels one? So maybe I'm even further out. Yeah, no, I didn't hate it as much as you guys. It wasn't like, yeah, I'm gonna go and say it, and I don't, I don't care the reaction it gets. It was, it was better than the Lucy Lou Drew Barrymore Charlie's Angels. Mm. I, uh, I, I did like that one. I don't know why, um, but I, I, I would say I, hers is more serious. Yeah, it's a little, it had to, a little more yeah. serious tone. Uh, it wasn't as jokey, but I liked Pitch Perfect. I liked Charlie's Angels. Again, not like the biggest budgeted movie, so I think she's fine in like the, the sandbox that she's in. Right. So I think I read or, or heard somewhere where she pitched uh, to direct one of the Marvel movies. I think it was Thor, one of the Thor movies. Oh, and I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't know how that would have went over. Yeah. So I don't know how Probably she would do. <laughs> yeah, with a huge budget, you know what I mean? But in this kind of pocket that she's in, 
I could take her. She's not the greatest, but she's not the she's not the worst. She's right there. So I kind of like Elizabeth Banks as a director, man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, here's an interesting stat. I want to see your guys' reaction to this one. Uh, Scott Mendelson uh, is someone I follow online. He's a you know critic and analyst uh, for films, and he put out. A couple of fun things. One I already mentioned about, you know, Universal just killing it. Just, you know, the silly cinema, as he called it, of Violent Night, Megan, and Cocaine Bear. Just all, you know, solid movies. You know, escapism. Kind of like this, you know, just fun fun night at the movies movies. Which we feel like we need more. And I actually enjoy that these movies exist. And we covered all three of those on the podcast. So we're all fans of it, or at least the thought of it in, in many different ways. The interesting thing I also saw him say was that cocaine bears sold about as many tickets on opening weekend as snakes on a plane, but because of, you know, the, the amount of, you know, time that's passed and the amount of movie, like the inflation of tickets and everything else back then in Oh six, it made 13.9. This one made 23, but that's how much, you know, in 17 years, inflation has gone up on, on ticket sales. But basically, you know, I didn't understand Snakes on a Plane to be considered, like, a win. And this one, it seems like everybody's lauding it for, like, wow, look at what Cocaine Bear did. Is that more of, like, uh, the economy of the box office and how bad it is, especially for smaller movies, and that we're like, wow, look at this, it made $23 million? Or is it just... Snakes on a plane didn't work, so we just kind of fluffed it off. I don't. Know. I, I would say like the, uh, I don't know the the subject matter is kind of minimal. Uh, like you know, for for Cocaine Bear, you know the the premise is quite simple. Mm-hmm. That as you said, there's several storylines going on with it, but really, who are you paying? Right. Uh, what's the budget? Right. You know, they I I forget where they filmed this, but uh. Was it Toronto? No, no Ireland. I heard uh, they, Ireland. They that's shot right. it. I yeah. was gonna say it was some weird. At least place. principal photography but, uh, started there. Yeah, yeah. So it was filmed in Ireland. Uh, you're, <laughs> I I don't know how that figures into the budget, but <laughs> discounts. You, you're baby, not that's really, <laughs> you're not really doing much for it. Yeah. The the maybe the CG is a lot in the budget. Sure. And then everything else is like you have a TikTok star, you have friends of Elizabeth Banks. Right. So you're keeping all costs low. Yeah. So it's like a, a win no matter what, because people are going to be curious as to what this cocaine bear is about. Right. Uh, they're going to rush to the theater because that's the only way you're going to see it. <laughs> Again, the marketing campaign, people going around uh, with their different uh, confectionery delights. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, as I was saying, I think I said to Shane off air, the puns of this or the uh, the uh, double entendres or yeah. whatever for Cocaine Bear, they're ripe for the picking. Sure. Oh, it's, yeah. uh, you know, going back and forth in our conversations, I'm like, you know, what, what other lines can I uh, parallel with this? You know, sure. see, lines. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I but, was about uh, to say yeah. when Shane was sniffing because he's like inviting a call. I, normally, I would cut those out, but now I'm going to keep them in, hoping people think <laughs> yeah. Shane's just doing lines yeah. while you're talking. So, yeah, awesome. Well, yeah. When uh, the, speaking of which, uh, when uh, I wanted to do the check-in of going to see the movie, right? You know, my goofy 
uh, sensibility is, uh, hey, make it look like I'm on coke right. watching Cocaine Bear. Yeah. So I did that, and uh, Melanie was just like, you're just doing that? You're, you're not going to have me on that. I was like, no, <laughs> unless you want to. Right, and yeah. And she's like, no, no, it's all you. Yeah. Like, she she shakes her head at, at my antics. He looks so. like free mirror night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's timing, too, man, because I really think if Snakes on a Plane were to come out today with the marketing they could do for it now, yeah, I think you'd have the same impact as Cocaine Bear. Because I think it's the... It's the state in the theaters where we're at right now. We, we've we've discussed this many times. It seems like it's the IPs that make the money along with horror movies. And this kind of falls in the horror genre of comedy. And right. again, it's a it's a simple movie. The marketing speaks for itself. Like you said, it pumps it up. It gets people talking about it. And that's why I think next week it'll, of course, have a drop-off. But I don't think it's going to have a significant drop-off just because of word of mouth after yeah. the first yeah. weekend. Yeah. So I really believe that Snakes on a Plane came out in today's era, it would do it would do well. Yeah. Again, because the marketing speaks for itself. And Samuel Jackson is like he was known then, but I mean he's better known now, if you could believe it. So it's just all about timing, man. Do you think it's wild that this got a theatrical release? I mean, Chris, I think when we first talked about the movie, you were like, this is like a half step up from you're like, I thought this was going to go to Redbox or whatever. Um, and kind of made that straight to DVD vibe or something, but I think it had just enough going for it. And I find it wild that universal backed it to make this play and it worked. Yeah. Like uh straight to streaming or, um, uh, what is it? Uh, like, uh, like a funnier die sketch. Sure. You know, I yeah. thought, okay, let's stretch this out to like maybe a 20 minute, segment right but no an hour and a half was just the sweet spot for it it's one it's weird now let me see if this tracks for you guys in a different world do you think uh, if you saw like the track record of plane and cocaine bear and megan and violent night and some of these other movies like do you think it would have been conceivable that like hey the weird owl movie should have gone to the movie theaters like do you think it would have made the same as Cocaine Bear? Maybe not as much, but like, would it have been enough? It's so weird that we have this pivot now to where they're all just like, screw streaming. Streaming was a bad idea. It's not lucrative enough, so we're going to put more in theaters. And then it, the movie, these movies easily probably would have gone to, like, Smile. Smile was supposed to be straight for streaming. They pivoted, put it in theaters. Huge hit. So it's weird that we're just yeah. going to get more and more in the theaters and it's odd that we're going to have to redefine the discussion of what's a streaming movie and what's a movie theater movie. Well, I think as far as uh, the Weird Al movie came out, I think that's more of his fan base made it do well for Roku. Yeah. If it did. I, I don't know the numbers exactly. But I don't either. I don't, I don't think the theater experience would have maybe garnered non-fans. Because like I said, Melanie didn't know anything about it until like halfway, three quarters of the film. She's like, did this really happen? I was like, no, none of this happened. Right. But this is a, a play on all those biopics right. where, you know, all this grandiose stuff happened to this character and it's who they are today. Yeah. Like not, when was the last time like, you know, Weird Al had a single out? Yeah. No, that's or true. album out? Yeah, and that's why it, it is weird for the timing. 
that that came out. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I think it did pretty well on for the Roku channel, at least. Oh, to for sure. Acknowledge that. Oh, it has original content. Yeah. You I know? never actually dug into like what the actual if they released stats. And again, streamers are very odd. They'll be like, this was the top yeah. watch thing or something and not put numbers to it. But, you know, we'll see. I, I don't know. Maybe they do have numbers that are available online. But. Shane, are you excited now that these movies have now succeeded to where maybe it's going to be more Shane time at more parts of the year, or at least like you're going to get an increase during uh, January? Hey, buddy, you know the answer to that. <laughs> That's absolutely. an absolute yes, absolutely. Like you know, again, it, these movies prove there's a base of people like myself that would just go see a movie like this. There's enough of us out there, man. Like. And again, I don't know if it's just this movie was so easily marketed. Like Elizabeth thinks, like, "Hey, this is this is my pitch, man. It's gonna like and just let it roll, and just people start talking about it." But there's enough of us out there who just love these freak and miss having these movies in the theater just to have a good time, man. Because that's sure. what we're missing. People are now honestly getting sick of all the Marvel DC stuff, like Fast Ten, and just. Just give us something different and fun, man. Like, yeah. let's let's go. Yeah, and as long as it's like schlocky and solid premise wise, you know, people will go see it. So I think it's a good start. At least it's a good sign for the box office. It's a good sign for audiences returning and going with stuff that is original IP stuff, like not you know some like you said, big Marvel, big tentpole thing, and able to support movies like this. I enjoy that a lot. Um, let's do some scores cause we're, we're down in the end here. I'll just say like scores are pretty solid for this across the board. Um, 70 rotten tomato score, 75% rotten tomato audience score, a 3.3 on letterbox, a 6.5 on IMDb and a 54 meta score. So for a movie like this, that you can't ask for much more than that. Um, Chris, I'll start with you. What do you got for a score out of five on this one? Oh, well, we're not going to do lines. That's scores, scores. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to go. Uh, I would say three. Uh, I'd say it's a solid three for me. Yeah. Okay. It it it, it was uh, <laughs> before seeing it, I would have been like, oh man, the most I'm probably going to say is like two and a half. Right. But no, it was a solid three. If you ask me any other time, maybe three and a half. But three Ooh. is my score. You. Tricky dick. Uh, Shane, yours is probably going to be the high point here. What do you got, buddy? Yeah, you know I'm going higher. I'm going with solid four. This is a solid four for me. Yeah, because, again, I had so much fun. It's in my wheelhouse. I can watch this movie again. This is a movie that could be on a a streamer. I could throw it out of the background, go do some stuff around the house, and sit and watch a scene. and go. I mean, to me, it has a a high rewatchability factor for me. And again, it's it's my type of movie, so it's a solid four for me. Yeah, I mean, I uh, as opposed to Chris's good day, he's on three and a half. I think if I was in, I I, I feel like I was in a good headspace when I saw it, but you know, maybe if I was in more like a, a more jovial or a different state of mind or had a few pops, you know, something get on there instead of being on antibiotics, I'm probably saying this movie's a three, you know, uh, but you know. Probably if I gun I'm like if I I do the cheat code of like two point seven five. So I'm like right around that area. You know, I had enough fun with it. 
the the bar wasn't set incredibly high, but they did such a good job with marketing this. I wanted like just a little more laughs, a little more to it, uh, especially for an hour and a half. You know, I wanted it to be like stuffed, but you know, but this one just seemed a little too messy. But I still had a good enough time. Two point seven five. So, um, okay. Hmm. So that is Cocaine Bear. Uh, as Shane mentioned, this is a this was the perfect time for it to be released because we're going to turn into IP consistency uh, for the next god two months probably straight. Yeah. It feels like um, next week is what Creed three, I believe. I think there's maybe more to come. Like John Wick's right around the corner. You have um, Shazam, uh, the sequel there. Um, don't, is there anything? Don't I'm forget missing? about the guy. Yeah, don't forget about the Guy Ritchie movie that comes out next week as well. We got two yeah. movies coming out next week. Yeah, well, I was thinking about like the sequel, like kind of the sequel. Oh, right, stuff, right, right, right. But yeah, that 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 movie's so weird. We'll have to get into that when we when we talk about the movie at some point. But like the fact that it was released around here a little bit, and then it went away, and then I get a you know a press release thing saying, yeah, the big release of Operation Fortune ruse to get. I'm like. What? It was already out. What are you fucking talking about? And then now it's having a larger opening. It's all a shit show. What is it? STX. Whoever is having like weird release problems, they're having a whole thing. So that's a little weird. But yeah, we got a lot of IP stuff, a lot of big uh, familiar characters and titles coming through. Uh, But yeah, that's it for us this week. Go ahead. Do the whole thing. Give us the five-star review. Give us, you know, a listen, subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And come back every week. We're here every Wednesday for you. Come back next week for more recent (laughs) activity. (laughs) 